Uh, Trump had a bad week. The impeachment thing just keeps moving on. Trump is probably already regretting pulling out of northern Syria. And I feel like M Michael Corleone, I keep trying to get out of this stupid stuff, but it just keeps pulling me back in because they're just not talking about anything else. But there is some fun stuff. AOC wants to ban prisons. That's kind of cool. Um, and California has figured out how to lower the maternal mortality rate amongst black women. Right? Pregnant black women have a higher mortality rate. And the, California has figured it out. No, it's not drug use or stress or any bad doctors or whatever. It's racism. Yes, that's right. Racism. So California signed a bill into law to educate those racist doctors because those poor bastards have not gone through enough education. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So much is going on right now, and I really just wish I wish I could make this an hour-long podcast, but the Dave rule prevents it, and it's looking at my numbers. It seems to be working, so we're gonna have to keep going with the uh, with the Dave rule. And I, I, tomorrow is gonna be a good day. I still am not going to get into Joker, and the reason is because I think we're going to see it this weekend. Yay! And then I'll, I'll have a longer discussion about Joker next week or this weekend. Um, but I really do want to talk about the Ellen thing, Ellen DeGeneres and George Bush at the football game and a big controversy and all this crap. Um because I think Ellen DeGeneres, I was never a huge fan, and it has nothing to do with her being a lesbian. It just had to do with the fact that I just thought she was, I assumed, I, I won't lie, I assumed she was a left-wing liberal, hated all sorts of people, and then she had her speech after she had been filmed and getting a lot of crap for her. You know something? I, she was completely right. She has a new fan. I love her. I've always loved her. I, I thought she was a great comedian. I thought she was always funny. She's a little flippant. I mean, I, I, I think her show is not as funny as her acting when she was on that TV show some years ago. But anyway, I'm going to try and get through these first couple of stories pretty quickly because I really want to get uh, to the AOC thing and the California thing. I, I'll definitely get to the California thing. The AOC thing is really quick. So, um, so there's new information on this whole Ukraine impeachment thing. Uh, apparently, the whistleblower may not have been what everyone thought he was. Uh, he may have had a professional relationship with a 2020 Democratic candidate. Um, oops, this is not good. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say that, you know, I don't know which candidate he had a relationship with, but he or she was part of the CIA and Joe Biden was vice president. So I've got to assume that uh, it was probably Joe Biden that this person had a professional relationship with. Um, so it's not just that this person is a registered Democrat. This person actually worked with a 2020 candidate. So this is not good. This is not going to help the Democrats. It's actually going to prove Trump, 
which really blows my mind why Trump is being the way he is. We'll talk about that because I think he made a he's going to make a huge mistake if he decides to go this route. Um, so this guy reported to Schiff first and then has a relationship with a 2020 Democratic candidate and has a Democratic friendly lawyer, which I talked about earlier. So this whole thing is going to look really fishy. It's not going to look good for Democrats. And that really explains why Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi are suddenly screaming how whistleblowers are victims and are doing everything they can to hide this whistleblower. And that brings us to the next story. And this next story is very... We need to be really careful with this next story and really understand what's going on here. Next story is uh, Trump's lawyers released a letter stating that they will not cooperate with Congress. There are a few things about this letter. I've read the eight pages of the letter. You can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and uh, read the letter. It's actually There's a link there that will take you. I believe it's NBC News that has the letter. But there's some things about this letter we have learned. First, um, the Trump administration doesn't, won't, will not acknowledge the kangaroo courts that are actually running things today. And I here, I don't blame them. I, I really don't. Uh, there was no vote by the Congress, which is unprecedented. There have only been three impeachment inquiries. All three had a vote for Congress to determine whether the impeachment inquiry will go through. Now, here's the thing. Congress really doesn't have any rules with impeachment because it really doesn't mean anything. We'll talk about why in a few minutes. So Congress can pretty much do whatever they want, but it looks very tricky that, well, basically it's Nancy Pelosi has decided they're going to have an impeachment inquiry. That's... That's very fishy. That's not good. That's not good for Nancy. Okay. The other thing is um, without an actual vote on impeachment, that means that Republicans don't have the right to issue subpoenas um, or uh, actually even ask questions during hearings. Democrats control that because they're the majority. So, if they actually had a vote on impeachment, it would mean the Republicans would have some rights to be able to actually do something. Right now, they don't. Right now, all of the uh, hearings have been behind closed doors, and all of the leaks have been coming from the Democrats. The Republicans, they well, they did a pretty good job last week, of, or this week, of sitting back and pointing some things out, but... For the most part, the Democrats are basically not, apparently they're not hearing things they like and they're only releasing the tidbits that kind of match. So this is the other problem. Um, so I, I, I think it's time for a vote. Why don't, why doesn't Nancy Pelosi just have a vote? And that's one of the things that Trump actually wants to do. He wants a vote. And I don't think that's unheard of. Even though, uh, you know, Adam Schiff can sit there and say, well, this is not unpress this is unprecedented the way the president's acting. No, the way this whole impeachment inquiry is gone, 
Um, that's pretty much what's unprecedented. Next, the Trump lawyers, and this is good Trump, bad Trump kind of thing, don't seem to really know the difference between a trial and impeachment. That's not a good thing. The lawyer complains, and it was one lawyer, I don't know his name, I'm not even going to bother looking it up, complains that Trump is not being given due rights, due process, excuse me. Well, it's an impeachment inquiry. It's an impeachment trial. They don't need, he doesn't get due, ro due process. That's not a thing when you're dealing with an impeachment inquiry. It's not. They can walk, the Congress can walk in, vote to impeach Trump tomorrow, and he will be um, impeached. And he doesn't get the option to ask any questions. He doesn't get the option to have a lawyer around. None of that is there. Because impeachment is a political process. It is not a legal process. Anytime when he gets, if he gets impeached and they take him to the Senate, that's the trial. And I think we've discussed what impeachment is. Maybe we haven't. I don't know. Maybe when this impeachment, when Trump gets impeached, I'll have another half hour conversation on what impeachment is. Um, understand something. They, Trump really has no rights right now. He really doesn't. So him complaining that uh, he, he's not being given due process is irrelevant. He doesn't get due process. I mean, they can impeach him. There'll be an asterisk next to his name, but he could still serve presidents, be president for the next five years. Irrelevant. Now, here's something the leftist media is complaining about, and I do agree with this one, is that this might be Trump stonewalling. That could be bad for Trump. If Trump sent this letter simply to stonewall, he's going to lose. All three people that impeached, I believe the guy's name was Johnson in the 1860s, uh, Nixon stonewalled, and Clinton stonewalled. They all failed. The courts ruled against them. There's kind of a wide berth with impeachment. So if, uh, because there is no rights, you don't have the right to due process with an impeachment hearing. So if Trump decides He's going to do this to Stonewall. I'm not sure that's going to be a good thing. I actually think he may lose out of that. The other problem with Stonewalling is it looks like you're hiding something. And the first thing that Schiff and Pelosi are going to scream and all those other idiots are going to scream obstruction. Doesn't matter that there's no crime, which, by the way, is up to the Senate. The, the House can say, well, we don't like the suits he wears and his ties hang down to his penis. We don't like that, so we're going to impeach him. And they can do that. That is completely legal. That is per the Constitution. But it is the Senate that determines whether having your tie tied way too long is an actual crime. Okay? It is the Senate that determines that. That's when he has due process. That's when he has attorneys. Stonewalling may give the Democrats in the House a real reason to impeach a crime or uh, misdemeanor, high crime or high or high crime or misdemeanor. And it may be something that the Senate really needs to consider. Here's the problem. 
even Republicans don't want this to go on and just be forgotten. Because if there happens to be a Democratic presidential candidate or president and they have to do the same thing with him, they may not want to. And they may say, you know what, we're, we're going to have to hear this impeachment. We're going to have to be very serious. So this is not a good line. My personal opinion, this is what Trump should do. He sent the letter. That's great. The letter is good. He should have sent the letter. It's not a great letter, but it's a good letter. He should have sent the letter. But he should have made some sort of agreement with them. Hey, you have a vote. I'll cooperate. I'll give you everything you want. He has nothing to hide. There's no reason to hide. But if it's if he's going to stonewall, if that's what his plan actually is, he's going to lose. He's going to lose in the courts. He's going to lose, and he's going to get charged with obstruction, and it's going to be hard for Republicans to protect him. So, not good. And that wasn't even the worst story of the week. The worst story of the week is the debacle that is northern Syria. So, just a reminder... On Sunday night, Trump decided to uh, pull out troops from northern Syria. These troops were working with Turkey and with the Kurds. Turkey and the Kurds are enemies. They don't like each other. But basically, the two groups lived together because the United States was involved. The Kurds were always heavy allies with uh, the United States. And Turkey, even though... Erdogan, who is the president or dictator of Turkey, did, did, does not particularly care for the United States. The reality of the matter is he was not going to kill any U.S. soldiers. Now, we had a grand total of, get this, not 10,000, not 20,000, not even 50,000. We had a grand total of 50 special forces soldiers in uh, northern Syria working with Turkey and the Kurds. And... For a couple of years, that kept the peace. Okay, no one messed with us. That was it. Um, uh, Trump decided, no, we're 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 not going to do that anymore. We're going to pull it out. And he's always got this endless war thing. He really has a real problem with the endless wars. Uh, Twenty four hours after Trump pulled the fifty U.S. troops uh, who were working with the Kurds in Turkey. Turkey started attacking the Kurds. Over a hundred, uh, over a hundred uh, Kurd fighters were killed, and several dozen uh, Kurd civilians were killed and injured. This isn't a good look. Right now, both Democrats and Republicans believe that Trump made a huge mistake abandoning the Kurds and essentially giving the area to bad actors, which include Russia, Iran. Syria and Turkey. The other problem that we have in that area is that the Kurds were actually dealing with the ISIS fighters, about 20,000 of them, that were imprisoned in Kurdish territory. If the Kurds have to run away, um, there's thought that maybe the the, uh, uh, Turkey, who doesn't really give a damn about ISIS, would actually release the ISIS fighters and we'd have a regrowth of ISIS again. Very possible. It's also been commented we abandoned our allies, and I think I brought this up before, uh, including the Kurds, of course, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. Israel today actually... No, we're going to get to that in a second. But here's the thing. 
Is Trump being a dumbass or is he being the stable genius he claims he is? Okay, follow me here. I know it's going to be a little odd, but follow me here. I'm curious about his decision. I'm thinking outside the box. So I, I'm curious about his decision. Trump is an isolationist. There's no question about it. But he does understand foreign policy. When Syria, when Syria actually gassed its own people, well, theoretically, Bashar, the president and uh, dictator of Syria, bombed his own people, he worked with France and England to bomb the capital of Syria. He understands foreign policy. He understands that there are red lines. You have to hold red lines. Is it possible that Trump just doesn't like the options that are being presented to him? Maybe he wants our military leadership and our allies to come up with another plan that will have some long-term success, something that makes sense, something that doesn't leave the United States as the sole bearer of responsibility in that area, even if it is only 50 troops. Maybe. But I can tell you one thing. Those 50 troops are not in the United States right now. Guess where they are? They're still in Syria. They're still in northern Syria. They haven't been pulled out. I just have I, I, I just think that there may be something else there that we don't know about. Maybe there's something that Trump is thinking that we just can't see yet. Maybe he's forcing the hand of our allies and forcing the hand of our military leadership. It's possible. We'll have to wait and see because it's way too early for this. I think there's going to be a lot more to this story. So let's get to our next story. We're getting kind of close to time. Let's talk about AOC. Now, there has been a lot of talk about prison reform. Okay, people don't belong in prison and and uh, their, you know, prisons are racist and all, all that, that absolute crap. So AOC released a bunch of a Twitter thread where she basically, well, let's let's go through her Twitter thread. She was actually responding to Chelsea Handler. If you don't know who Chelsea Handler is, she's some no talent hack uh, that did a couple of comedy shows. Her biggest books were ones about her one night stands. I mean, she's a real peach, uh, dumb as a brick. Um, cries at everything. I, she's bad. So this is what Chelsea Handler said on Twitter. Quote, 10 days. He's spending the same amount of time in jail that parents who committed college bribery are, are spending. Why? Because he's black. So this is Chelsea Handler. She's actually quoting a story. So this is where AOC goes off. So she says, quote, mass incarceration is our American reality. It is the system whose logic evolved from the same lineage as Jim Crow, American apartheid. We never had apartheid. Okay. Uh, and slavery. Okay. So what she's basically saying is uh, the prison system is racist. Okay. I'll continue. To end it, we have to change. That means we have to have the real conversation about decarceration and prison abolition in this country. Okay, uh, yeah. 
Here, here's the here's the kicker. First off, there are more white people in prisons than there are black people or any other race. That's a reality. It's absolutely true. You can look it up. Yes, um, statistically, there are more minorities. For example, 23% of the jails are filled with blacks, whereas they make up 15% of the population. So it is disparaged. But here's the thing. I would like her to point out one person who's in prison today that doesn't belong in prison, that didn't commit a crime. So are we supposed to believe... See, this isn't even socialism. This is anarchy. I It, it just... And by the way, anarchy doesn't work. Okay, so she released a thread of four other tweets. So let's let's go through those tweets. So tweet number one, her big discussion. Okay, quote, Alex AOC says, quote, I know the term prison abolition is breaking some people's brains. The right is already freaking out. Now, let me tell you something. I'm not freaking out because she uses the term uh, pr prison abolition. I'm freaking out because she's going to release a bunch of violent felons with no reason outside of they're violent felons and they don't and they're probably uh, minorities and they shouldn't be there. And breaking my brains is not what I'm doing. My brains are breaking because I'm afraid they will be broken when these felons get out and they start beating the crap out of me. I'll continue. Quote, yet the U.S. incarcerates more than anywhere, U.S. incarcerates more than anywhere in the world. That's not true. That's not true. We, no, 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 not true. We have more than enough room to close many of our prisons and explore just alternative alternatives to incarceration. See, now this is something that really bothers me about her. She basically restates the problem but gives no answers. So what she's saying is, she's not saying we should release all the prisoners. What she's saying is, there are alternatives. That all these people are in prison, they're not being rehabilitated. Okay, that's fine. She's restating a problem she believes in. And she's saying there have to be alternatives to incarceration. Okay, and... You're a leader in the country. You are in Congress. You are there to make laws. The question is, what are the alternatives? When someone restates the question and doesn't actually have a solution to the problem, restates the problem and doesn't have a solution to the problem, all it looks like is she's bitching. You're not actually solving anything. You're not fixing anything. She continues. This is another tweet. I think, yeah, this is another tweet. Yes, quote, yesterday morning I spoke with a woman who, has thrown in, who was thrown into Rikers as a teenager, put in solitary confinement for months, in uppercase, a.k.a. torture, force-fed pills. The conditions were so bad she had to drink, she had drank out of toilets. A cage is a cage is a cage, and humans don't belong in them. Okay, well, first off, a couple of things to unpack there. Um, you spoke to a woman who was thrown into Rikers. Okay, why was she thrown into Rikers? 
she's was put into solitary confinement for months. Um, okay, why? AKA torture. No, solitary confinement is not torture. It sucks. But solitary confinement is done for two reasons. One, the girl committed a this gal committed a crime that was so heinous she would be in trouble with the other prisoners, or she was put in solitary confinement because she was dangerous and she could be in trouble. She could be problems for the other prisoners. So why was she in solitary confinement? Force-fed pills. Force-fed pills. Why was she force-fed pills? What kind of pills? What were they? Were they antipsychotics? Did this gal have a mental problem that required her to be on some sort of medication? That's usually what happens. But we don't have an answer here. The conditions were so bad, she had to, she had drank out of toilets. Well, this is not the first time we've heard AOC say this. She said this over at one of the um, uh, ICE detention facilities where a gal actually had a toilet and built into the toilet was a sink and she didn't know the difference between the sink and the toilet and she drank out of the toilet. So I'm not buying this garbage whatsoever. So move on. A cage is a cage is a cage. I don't know what that means. A cage? Yeah, right. A cage is a cage. Yeah, I know. It's like a man is a man is a man. No, I'm sorry. This is a different world we live in. A man is a woman is a cat. I, I don't know. We, we live in a different world. But yeah, a cage is a cage. So what? What's your point? And humans don't belong in them. Yes, some do. Sorry, some do. And they belong in that cage because we need to protect society from these individuals. This is a baloney tweet. And the reason is we don't know who she's talking about, what this person did, why she was put on medication. We don't know why she was in solitary. What a crap point. She's trying to make a point and it just flat out doesn't work here. So let's get to number three, her third tweet. We've got five. Okay. Or, um, yeah, we got our fourth tweet. Excuse me. We got five. So this one, quote, secondly, our prison and jail system is so large because BC, because she doesn't spell because we use them as de facto mental hospitals, homeless shelters and detox centers instead of, and she puts asterisks here, actually investing in mental health, housing, education and rehabilitation. If we invest meaningfully, what do you think would happen to crime? I'm going to say something you're not going to believe in. I kid you not. You're not going to believe it. I agree with her here. I totally agree with her here. We actually use prisons for rehab centers, mental health facilities, and I do agree with her. I think that if we had actually taken care of some of those, if we had actually built, yes, we would lower the population in prisons and jails. But here, oh, especially jails, not necessarily prisons. Prisons are a different story. Prisons typically don't have drug addicts and minor thieves. They actually have violent felons. So I'm going to agree with her on part of this. I'm going to say that you need to expand and maybe you can't expand 
she, maybe she can't expand her argument in 280 characters, but I truly believe that um, I, I think here she, she may have a point. And I, in an earlier podcast, I did bring that up. Finally, lastly, people tend to say, what do you do with all the violent people as a defense for incarcerating millions? Yes, that's a pretty damn good defense. I don't want someone who stabbed somebody 15 times. I don't want Charles Manson on the street. That's a good question. I'm sorry. It's a great question. Our lawmaking process means we come to solutions together. Notice she doesn't have a solution. And either way, we should work to an end where our prison system is dramatically smaller than it is today. No answers. No answers. I'm sorry. Then I tell you what, let's not free all those people and you come up with some answers. Because by the time Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes up with some answers, most of those violent felons that are in there for murder, rape, child molestation, other violent crimes such as drug dealing, gang membership, things like that, those people will all be dead. And then you can come up with your solution. This is the problem with the Democrats. This is the problem with dumbasses like AOC. They actually do not have any solutions. They just restate a problem and blame everybody else for not having a solution. She is a congresswoman. She is in the area of government that creates law. It's her problem she should be making. It's her deal that she should be making this. She should be coming up with the solutions, not restating the problems. Because restating the problems without a solution is just bitching about the problem and no one cares. It's her job to come up with a solution. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can read my show notes, and uh, if you want to read AOC's little uh, little uh, tweets, you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download and listen to this podcast at uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. I know I didn't get to the new California law, which is also really stupid, but I passed the Dave rule. We're going to have to do it tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.